0: hello and welcome to good monsters my name is cody lawrence and in this podcast we challenge christians to be more christian bringing biblical truth back into the church welcome back to good monsters it's been a while Uh, if you can tell from my voice i'm a little sick I have a headache my back hurts I'm stuffy it's it's some of the worst back pain I've ever felt uh, and my symptoms are changing almost daily <laughs> but I'm gonna be okay it's gonna be totally fine um, but that is certainly not the point of this podcast the point of this podcast is to talk about how awesome 2020 was there's lots of exciting news that I have for you and some encouragement for the new year First, I'd like to say that, as you've noticed, I'm back. Uh, I had a great holiday, a great Christmas and New Year. Um, man, it was so good. Uh, this podcast is going to be a little more freeform than the past few have. And I'm just going to talk and um, give you what's on my mind. Uh, I want to start off with the most obvious, m- seeming... Negative part of 2020, the thing that made 2020 the worst year in everybody's memory, or, or so a lot of people say, uh, it's the pandemic. So the pandemic for me, it started off. Well, first I didn't think it was a big deal. I, I um, and then currently I don't think it's a big deal. <laughs> but in the middle there, there was a, definitely a, a a time of not being too sure. About if if this was horrible and and worth locking the country down and destroying thousands of small businesses and wearing masks for a year, uh, but it started off kind of scary. We didn't know how serious it was, um, but then after that, at least me, I got more comfortable, and and the country got more comfortable and um, kind of settled into this habit of not shaking hands, staying 6 feet apart, not going to church on Sundays, wearing masks and so on. Uh but even though that was definitely a negative thing and um a lot of bad things happened because of it and I'm certainly not downplaying the the actual negatives negative effects of the pandemic like all of the the deaths because certainly it it um it did kill a lot of people, like a lot of the diseases and illnesses that are out there. Uh, But 2020 never had a dull moment. I was always at the edge of my seat wondering what was going to happen next. Uh, The stay-at-home orders were extended multiple times where I live. (laughs) Rules were changed. Orders were given. Not a single law was put into place to back up uh, any of the The mask rulings or any of that. And so a lot of people aren't even sure if they should be following these or not. Excuse me. Uh, But with the pandemic, that, you know, a lot of people define 2020 by the pandemic, and it probably should be defined by the pandemic, but it wasn't all bad. Even though bad things certainly did happen, it wasn't all bad. Uh, I'm going to get back to the pandemic here in a second, but. I want to give you some of the the awesome things that happened in my 2020. And also they were challenges. They weren't all good things necessarily, but I think we can turn the bad into good. And I think that's what God does too. God ultimately works out everything, the good and the bad, according to his purposes and his will. And so even the bad things in our life are accomplishing God's will in some way. So I left my home in Washington state in smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> it was like in, um, it was, well, it was like right when, when stuff started getting locked down. Um, it was in March or April, I think maybe later. I don't know. Anyway, it was, it was right after, uh, a lot of people started getting terrified of the pandemic and, uh, I moved from Washington state to be engaged to my best friend, Abby. And just a couple of weeks ago, we finally got hitched. We intentionally wanted to get married in 2020 because we didn't want this pandemic to stop us. We didn't want fear, in other words, because the pandemic isn't stopping anybody from getting married. People who um, are not getting married are choosing to because uh, of... Either their wedding venue can't support um, as many people as they'd like or their family members are afraid to get around of each other. I think ultimately it's because of fear and people might have other reasons to not get married and that's totally fine. But the only reason that we had not to get married was fear and we didn't want to let fear overcome us. And so we intentionally wanted to get married in 2020 and also as a symbol that we wanted to be a light in a dark world and we wanted something wonderful and good to happen in the middle of, (laughs) of, uh, this horrible pandemic. And it was great. It was wonderful. It was beautiful. Uh, and then after our wedding, we took a road trip to Keystone, Colorado. Abby skied for the very first time. I went snowboarding. Um, let's see, I snowboarded a couple years ago, but only for a couple of days. And then since then it was years, years prior to that. So I don't go snowboarding very often. Um, I've also been skiing in the past, but I really love snowboarding and I'm not good at it, but it's a wonderful thing to do. We both had a blast in Colorado and then we drove back and then we drove to West Virginia to um, visit my family for the holidays. And it was, it was a great time and uh, it was really good that we did that. We spent over over 48 hours <laughs> in my vehicle over the course of uh, those couple of weeks. Another reason that uh, 2020 is so awesome, at least for me, but I think for a lot of Christians, is that 2020 allows us to do great ministry or has allowed us and and is kind of opening the door for greater ministry to be done. I think God is separating the wheat from the chaff through 2020, uh, and the struggles of 2020 are making many of us stronger. And certainly me, I think uh, a lot of these, a lot of the, the, the negatives from the results of the pandemic have caused me to think about things that I otherwise wouldn't have thought of. Uh, it's caused me to think of, you know, the importance of truth and to really be more analytical and thoughtful about the things that I hear, uh, it, I, I think it certainly revealed a lot of to a lot of people the unreliability of mainstream media on both sides of the political spectrum. Everything is so biased, and um, man, it, it's like the media has an agenda, and they want to follow that agenda no matter what. Uh, if it's if if. It's true or not. And as Christians, we need to care about truth. And so the mainstream media is, you know, all of the the news stations, the channels, the networks, um, even social media is anti-Christian in their pursuit of uh, their own agendas rather than the truth. That's not good. And I think a lot of a lot more people realize that now. And I realize it a lot more than I ever have. Uh, also I think, mm, and this might be controversial if, if nothing else I've said is controversial so far, (laughs) I think it's awesome that probably tons of churches have closed for good. And you might say, what, why is that a good thing? (laughs) I am, I am so happy in a way. I mean, it makes me sad. Part of me is sad, but part of me is, is overjoyed that tons of churches are closing for good. Now, I tried to look up exact numbers. Uh, I don't know if anybody has come out with any numbers to explain how many churches have closed in America this year. So I'm not sure, but um, I bet it was a lot. If, If any churches have closed during 2020, it was probably a good thing. And here's why, let me explain. Churches... That can't hold on during something like this probably don't deserve to stay open. I think a lot of churches in the country, uh, if you've listened to my other podcast episodes, you can you can um, understand a little more about problems with churches. But I think loads of churches in America are full of weak pastors who make weak Christians, if you can even call them Christians at all. And if a church closes, it probably means they're um, they're they're too weak or they're Maybe they're focused on um money too much or focused on appearance and they they don't really have the gospel and and this might not apply to every church but I'd say a lot of churches that close um and i'd I'd honestly even like to to look at individual churches that have closed uh, I don't think I'll ever be able to do that because that kind of thing uh, probably isn't published or easy to find out <laughs> but yeah i think people who who attend churches often attend out of habit and when that church closes uh they either will stop going to church at all which points to the insincerity of their faith or uh, unless there's no other good churches around and and then that's like a tragedy you know if the only good church in town closed that's a tragedy but uh, probably that's not happening. If there's, uh, if there's, if a Christian has sincere faith, they're going to try to plug themselves into another community. Or it doesn't mean that the community entirely dissipated from the closed church. They can still meet with their friends, unless they never built any friendships. And then again, that points to the insincerity of their own faith. <laughs> they're either not going to attend anywhere at all, which means, well, they probably are either a very weak Christian or they're not a Christian at all. And so what's the point in going to church if you're not a Christian? <laughs> or they will get plugged into a hopefully better church that stayed open, which is amazing. That's you know that's what needs to happen. And so the weak churches are closing and it's leaving the stronger churches. Now the problem is it's probably also leaving the uh, strong churches, if you can call them that, with serious problems, like big churches who maybe—excuse <clears throat> me—big churches are staying open who maybe closed their doors, um, temporarily during the pandemic, but didn't close their doors entirely because they had enough money to to uh you know pay the bills, yeah. uh. Those are those churches are staying open too, which um, is a problem because those are the churches that we need to be evangelizing essentially <laughs> and fighting against because many of those churches are not sharing a true gospel, they're focused on appearance and money more than they are saving souls. Um, remember, folks, the road to God is narrow. And not many people are going to find it. And if we fling open the doors and welcome in anybody and everybody with, with, um, you know, without wanting to bring them to Jesus, but just wanting to bring them into our building so they can pay us tithes, man, that's horrible. That's awful. Uh, so hopefully, you see why why I think churches closing is a good thing. I think also. A lot of Christians are now seeing weaknesses in churches that they didn't see before. And this time, bringing to light these weaknesses also brings with it faithful people who can fill those weaknesses and fight against uh, the people who are causing these weaknesses, either knowingly or unknowingly. And I think that includes me because this year I have become aware, uh, especially with my with my previous employment at one of these churches that I've been talking about. Uh, I think it's, it's bringing to our attention, people like me and hopefully people like you problems in Christianity. It's not even a problem in Christianity. It's a problem with people who are calling themselves Christians or weaknesses within people because Christianity itself is, you know, it's following Jesus. It's, um, the the bible is from god and it's perfect and so there's no problem with christianity in and of itself but if you understand what i'm saying when i say problem with christianity it's problem with people and we need to fight against these problems uh and the thing i wanted to end the episode with was some new people that i have learned about in 2020 that have really helped my faith um because I, there was a long period where there were no churches to go to because the churches in my area had closed for a couple of months or many weeks, which I think is terrible. Um, but during that time, they were either live streaming online or, 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 or they just weren't doing any, anything at all. <laughs> so during that time, I, uh, I really tried to seek teaching um, from other sources online or from books or whatever and so I found some new people online this year that I think are very good teachers that I want to share with you guys and maybe you'll check them out too and maybe you'll learn and benefit from them like I have. So first I'm kind of going to list these in order of um, from least to greatest amount of impact in my own life. So the first new guy that I found this year was a guy named John Harris. He's another podcaster and he posts his podcasts on YouTube like I do. Uh, his podcast is called Conversations That Matter and his name is John Harris. He he talks a lot about um, these weaknesses that we've been discussing in the church and in Christianity and he, um, he does a lot of interviews with with people from seminaries recently, at least Um, he's going on a a Southern Baptist convention kick because there's some, there's some kind of sketchy stuff going on in the SBC regarding critical race theory. Uh, But anyway, he talks about that kind of stuff. I've learned a lot about uh, about Marxism and critical race theory and things along those lines from his podcast And it's really good. Okay, next, the next person that I have discovered in 2020, and I guess not only person but um, network, I guess if you want to call it that. I don't know. It's uh, it's called Wretched, and the host of Wretched is Todd Freel. They have they they put out internet TV videos, and they have clips on YouTube. And they also are on the radio, I guess. I don't listen to them on the radio. I listen to them on YouTube and on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But Todd Friel with Wretched Radio. They are, uh, it's just good stuff. It's like solid teaching. They're connected with a lot of good guys and share the teaching of a lot of solid guys. Uh, They are, I think, amazing evangelists. And they care so much about sharing the gospel with people. I think um, just from watching videos, evangelism videos from them, it's kind of changed the way that I go about evangelizing. They do such a good job at Wretched of focusing on... um, I don't know, what's the right way to put this? I want to say focusing on sin, but... (laughs) (laughs) It's more like focusing on our salvation from sin, because if we're not aware of of the the depravity of our sins, um, we can't fully grasp how amazing salvation from those sins is. I hope that makes sense. Anyway, really cool folks at Wretched. Um, You should check out their videos on YouTube. The third guy I found uh, actually was at the very end of last year. So I've been following this guy all year. And his name is David Wood, and he has a YouTube channel called Acts 17: Apologetics. Just look up David Wood. He is an apologist that focuses on um, he focuses on defending Christianity against and attacking Islam. David Wood is a super super interesting guy um, because of his background so if you go to check David Wood out you should check out his uh, his testimony video first just look up David Wood testimony and you'll see it the uh, the the pictures in black and white on YouTube and uh, it's oh man it, it, his testimony is amazing and the the work he does for Muslims is amazing too uh, through his ministry, so many Muslims are being converted to Christianity or just out of Islam. And it's astounding the work he's doing. And through following his channel, I have learned a ton about the Quran and about Islam. And I've definitely become more prepared for uh, having conversations with Muslims if the opportunity ever arises. But if anything, I think it's just important for Christians to know about other religions, especially the big ones that we need to contend with and um, Islam is probably the biggest. So he's a great dude to follow, a very, very interesting guy. And he is he has redefined over this past year for me the way that I um, think about loving others. I think David has some of the purest love for people. I think, than most other Christians that I know. And he shows that in a very unique and sometimes kind of rough way. And that's all I'll say about David. You should go check him out. He's he's a really good guy, and he's done a lot for me over this past year. And finally, a guy that I've more recently discovered, but I've probably watched more of his stuff than uh, anybody else's over the past year. (laughs) Uh, Even though I've just found out about him a couple months ago or two, three, anyway, recently his name is Doug Wilson and his YouTube channel and um, podcast network, I guess is called Canon press. They publish books. They have a lot of different kinds of podcasts on it uh, by different people, but kind of the main guy that seems to be the head over it all is Doug Wilson. He's a pastor and he, uh, he, uh, he, oh, he's, he's just a solid guy. <laughs> he's a great teacher. Um, he's made me think about things that I've never thought about. He's, um, he's, yeah, it, it's, it's hard to explain. He, he talks about so much uh, and his videos cover a, a vast array of topics. <laughs> and um, a lot of his videos have even inspired me and the the podcast episodes that I create. So I think you should definitely check Doug Wilson out and David Wood, Todd Friel and John Harris. Those are the guys that I followed this year and, uh, I think, or last year, I guess. And I want to thank you guys for following me through 2020. And, uh, I hope you've enjoyed this more free form video and uh, podcast as the first episode of 2021 I think 2020 was awesome and I think you should too because there are a lot of things to be grateful for even though there were challenges we don't want to let those challenges consume us but we want those challenges to make us stronger and to equip us better to fight against evil and to stand up for what's right and what's just. So let's enter into 2021 and all of the challenges that it holds for us with that same attitude looking back in the past with gratefulness to God and uh, looking into the future with hope, knowing that God's in control and no matter what the world throws at us, that we are ultimately going to come out victorious. Thanks for listening to Good Monsters. I'll catch you soon.